What's up everybody and welcome to B2B Made Simple. If you're passionate about marketing, you're in the right place. Whether you're doing marketing for a brand new startup or a $100 million enterprise, you'll learn strategies that'll help you build a solid team, impact your pipeline, and look like an absolute rock star to upper management. Why? Because these guys are the pros. They're not pretending to know the industry, they're in the trenches on a daily basis. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the co-founder of One Click Agency. We build websites for B2B companies, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. If your goal is to become the marketer everyone else looks up to, keep listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to B2B Made Simple. Uh, wonderful to have you here today. And my awesome guest sitting uh, in California right now is Virginia Lucette. Uh, the VP of Marketing at Hammer Tech. Um, and I did get California, right? That's where, where you're at. Did I get the right uh, state there? Yeah. Warm, sunny, Southern California. Oh, <laughs> I'm man, sorry. I'm, very just jealous. Of, I'm digging it just a little bit because I know <laughs> that you're across the country and it might be a little chillier there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit chillier would probably be a good way to put it. But um, what? It, so explain to us, what is, what is Hammer Tech? What do you guys do? We are a construction technology platform, and we focus on the niche of field operations, more specifically safety and quality. And so construction being one of the most dangerous occupations in the world, I think it's, it fluctuates between being number one and number three at any given time. Having it be such a dangerous um, occupation, our role in HammerTech is to introduce technology to really help save lives. And um, it's an amazing, we, we have, an, of course, we think it's an amazing technology, um, but you know, we do have the big vision that we can make construction safer. And by introducing technology into a very manual, um, but process driven uh, industry, we really do feel like we can save lives. And that's, it's an important, important thing that we do. Yeah, that's quite a mission right there. What got you involved with HammerTech? What kind of led you down that road? You know, funny enough, I was, I've always worked in what I consider mission-driven occupations or industries. So I went from, you know, sports medicine, health and fitness to healthcare to construction. And I fell into construction technology because I got tired of being in healthcare and I just felt like it was so backwards and it wasn't really, it wasn't preventative. It was really reactive and it just there came a day that I was like, I can't talk about smoking cessation and diabetes anymore because it just, it just broke my heart and I needed a break. I'd been doing it for so long. I've been working for 20 some odd years, 25 years, I think at this point. Um, and so I just decided one day that I was just going to go into a different industry. And I saw an ad for a construction technology company called Procore. And I thought, I was going to semi-retire in my life in a way that I would just write and stand up paddleboard by the ocean. And that's what I was going to do. And, and so I went into construction technology with the idea I was just going to be a copywriter for this company. And I couldn't do it because my type A personality just didn't allow me to sit back and just be a, a copywriter and, and stand up paddleboard. Instead, I haven't stand up paddleboard in like months, years, maybe now. Um, and I just, I fell in love with, with construction and construction technology. My family was in construction growing up um, early on. I have a brother who owns, um, who owns a, a small company um, and my father was an iron worker. So it, there's some sort of it that's in your blood. Um, but 
you know, I've definitely come into it in a different perspective with technology. So that's really cool. So you have quite the background uh, in marketing then, huh? I've been, you know, I've been in marketing before there was like, just when like websites were being introduced and we were all excited that there was like this animatronic little guy walking across our screen. And that was going to connect to some sort of online store where you could potentially purchase something. If your dial it up, so I might date myself if I say that I don't remember that, but we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I, I, I feel a little weird telling you that <laughs> I've seen it all. I feel like I love it. Um, so what you're going to be sharing with us today is really how to make our brand more personable to the end user, because something you're passionate about. And before we get into this, there have been people on the podcast before that that say this quite often, that there's really not much of a difference between B2C and B2B marketing. And that's something that's really kind of coming to the forefront here that people are preaching. Um, But you're gonna explain not necessarily that there is no difference. You're gonna explain why and how to address that, which is, I really like that because we're going to go a little bit deeper um, than other people have. So making our brand more personal and personable to the the end user. Why is that so important? Because people buy things, companies don't. You can want a company as a customer, but that company is filled with individuals who are gonna be your buyers, your influencers, your champions, your users, your super users, your blockers. All of those people are involved in a company and all of them are involved in a decision, whether they're searching for a, uh, for a software or anything, any product. It's people who are doing the searching. It's people who are doing the buying. It's people who will have the regret if they bought something that didn't work out, right? And people were all just this big, bag of emotions that drive decisions. And it's amazing to me that people somehow think that the buying is, the buying process might be a little different, but the buying is not really different between being a consumer who wants to buy a specific goods like car or a house or something like that versus somebody, a buyer in a company who's buying on behalf of the company, they still have many of those same emotions, but yet we treat them as if they don't, as if they're some robot, they're animatronic. And like, it's just, it's really kind of funny that we do that. And we label it B2B versus B2C when the truth is I'm selling to you just because I'm in a company or I'm buying from you just because you might be in a company. We're still, it's still b to see, right? Yeah. You're still going to be the consumer. It's just, you know, the, there might be some tweaks in the process, but it is really not that different. We just like to make it that different. And I don't know where that started or why, but it's really old. And like, like I told you before, I've been around a long time. So. <laughs> I think a lot of people, they really doubt um, the fun, funny, creative ideas in marketing because yeah. It doesn't really fit with the suit and tie wearing, you know, I guess, look of B2B. Why right. should we stop? Why should we stop doubting that and just do it? Well, there's a couple of things, right? There are some industries where you do have to be a little bit more careful um, because there might be a lot of regulations, right? So, but across the board, everybody 
even now in COVID, there, you know, it's sweatpants and a t-shirt world sometimes, right? Or jeans uh, and, and tennis shoes and a t-shirt. We're all human. We take off our suit and tie and we like to be entertained. So if you just look at just, you know, what people are watching, what people, social media, we know that these individuals who wear those suits and ties or they dress up, you know, in their, in their best work dress, or whatever it might be, and put on their heels. At the end of the day, they come home, they deal with their families and they're, they laugh at the same shows or they watch comedy or they, you know, participate in memes on social media. We're all human. Right. There's no like no you don't walk through the door and become somewhat not human. And so it's important that we realize that and we remember that they also take in their emotions. They don't stop being they don't stop laughing when they go into work. They don't stop finding something humorous. They don't stop they don't stop finding something, you know, emotionally upsetting or challenging. And as we've seen through the Black Lives Matter, we've seen companies and organizations take up some emotionally charged issues and really stand up for it. So there's proof that companies aren't just robots that were filled mm-hmm. with all of these emotions and it's okay to have those. As marketer, one, go ahead. <laughs> sorry, uh, I, I was going to say, I think one of the best examples that I've seen of this, especially recently, was some of the stuff that Zoom, ironically, has put out. And it's it was humorous, but it was also extremely relatable um, because <laughs> I think one of their commercials had someone doing a, a conference call in their underwear and like a suit coat up top, not not relatable because I've done that. I mean, I've done it in shorts and sweatpants, but it's just so funny because people are like, oh, you know, maybe I've done that. And they're not going to tell anybody, but it's relatable and it's funny. And that's, I mean, Zoom is going for the B2B market because there's a lot of companies doing Zoom right now. Is that what you're talking about? That's absolutely what I'm talking about. Or when kids walk in in the middle or somebody doesn't know that you're on camera and they're behind you, they're, you're absolutely... It's totally relatable. It's totally the truth. It's raw. And we like that because now we feel less insecure about some of that, right? It, it allows us to, to remember that we are human, even in business. Yeah. What are some ways that you've seen a sense of humor uh, work really well in marketing? Have you seen it start to gain traction? I have. Well, if you, there's some sense of humor, comedy, there's some great, yeah businesses like Lessonly is a great business. They do a great job using humor. There's Zoom was a perfect example. Slack has done things that are humorous or fun or whimsical, right? Um, you, I just There's even in my industry and people think construction can be dry. There's a newsletter called Builder and they use they use humor. Their their newsletter is funny, laugh out loud funny, and it we kind of you have to be able to kind of make a, make fun of yourself. And so, um, those those are some examples. And anybody can do that. Anybody can be relatable, and it doesn't matter, you know, where you are or what you're doing. Um, even like even in healthcare and pharmaceutical, you can take you can take some of these a little bit where people have taken just a very more staunch, very you know, let's let's not laugh, let's make it very serious. You can have some light there. And I think it's, especially in today's world, it's probably good to have some light around some of these darker things, topics. Not necessarily making fun of them, but making light. A common problem we see in the B2B industry is companies maxing out their marketing teams because they attempt to handle their website in-house. We see this all the time. 
From redesigns to regular maintenance, we know it's easy for your team to drown in the amount of work it takes to keep a website updated, secure, and current with the times. And let's face it, working on a website isn't that fun. The worst part, hiring a full-time developer to handle that workload can cost over $100,000 a year. Here at OneClick Agency, we build websites for B2B companies for just a fraction of that cost. Whether your website is five pages or 355 pages, our US-based team of designers and developers can handle your website project with ease. If your team is totally capped and needs help with website maintenance or even a full redesign, visit OneClickAgency.com to get a quote today. Visit OneClickAgency.com so your marketing team can get back to doing what they love. OneClickAgency.com. What would you say to someone, um, a marketer, for example, that's listening to this and they're trying to market to a very rigid, staunch uh, industry, like you mentioned, how can they test out some of their content, you know, not to step on toes, but kind of stick the feelers out there? Well, first you have to sell it internally, right? Depending on your company, they they may not be ready for something like that, but you can, especially around holidays. Holidays are a great time to test things. And you take a small percentage of your market and you you take a campaign and you put it out there to see how it'll do. And you can change the messaging on that campaign. First though, you have to sell it to your internal, your internal individuals. If your C-level is not on board with that, you'll find yourself in hot water pretty fast, but you need to, you need to sell internally why it's important and why you need to test this and how much more you'll learn about the personas and the market and the market segment that you're trying to market into. Anytime, any one of us can go at any time and look at a review of us, right? Whether it's a a business, a person in a business sometimes, um, and you can look at those reviews and you can see the language that people will use about your company. And just within that language, you can pull a lot of things to sell your internal audience on why it's important to test on emotion. Cause you'll use, you can see the words they use. You can see how they describe you. You can build a campaign around that. And if somebody says you're so difficult to use or you're so great to use, you can build a fun campaign around how difficult it is being relatable like Zoom and test with a small percentage of your audience, as long as you can get much enough data to make an informed decision, test the messaging, test a small campaign that goes to a landing page with a little quirky video. And if you're going to do it on social, do something short and sweet, like a meme and see how it does, see how people respond. And then you can go back to your, your higher ups, your C-suite and show them an example of a typical campaign. And then the engagement or interaction on something like um, a a more fun campaign um, and let the data tell the story, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Chances are, my gut feeling is that when you create a fun, relatable story, people will engage with you more because it's, it's psychological. You're like me, you've, you now I've shown that we're related. Like it is, that's the relatability. You're like me. And I like that you're like me. And this was funny. You made me laugh. You evoked an emotion and I'm more in tune with you now. I feel more, more like, um, we, you know, you and I have something in common because we like to laugh or, you know, you're likable because you made me laugh. So, yeah. Um, so obviously humor is an emotion, but Mm -hmm. where do other emotions fit when it comes to trying to close a deal in marketing? Um, and what do those emotions look like? My gosh. Well, when it comes to, when it comes to sales, when it comes to a lot of a buying decision, there's a lot of fear and that 
fear is a lot around, if I commit to you, are you going to make me look bad? Is this, could this ruin my career? Because a bad decision, fingers get pointed left and right, right? Well, it wasn't my decision. It was your decision. You wanted this, right? So there's fear of, okay, I, I want to make sure that I've I'm being seen as the expert and I did a good job by bringing you in fear that you might not actually, you know, do everything that we need you to do. Again, I don't want to be blamed. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be the one that holds that, you know, holds the buck on this. Um, so fear is a lot of that. And it has to do with their personal position in a company. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, when it comes to fear, there's also, um, you're looking at, you know, anger, contempt. Um, when you talk about, uh, and I'll just talk about construction and technology. Um, in our industry, construction has been kind of burned in the past with technology. They've signed up for something and they haven't been supported or we, you know, what they asked for didn't get done. So when you're going into a lot of meetings for us, we know that they might have contempt for us. And so how do you dissuade that by being really raw and honest and coming across and saying, listen, in the past, technology has probably screwed you all over using their language, right? Yeah. <laughs> and because of that, you might be afraid to sign up. What can we do to help, you know, to, to help alleviate any of those fears that you might have? And a lot of times, you know, those things those emotions, once you open up those emotions, then there can be, they're more in tune to say, okay, you get me, you know where I'm coming from. You understand that it, this might be all on me and, and I don't want to wear it all. Um, and then you can lead them down to, down the road to other, you know, uh, other emotions. Like, you know, if you um, do a really good job for them, joy, um, putting them in a state of mind of what it, what if, what would it feel like if we were able to alleviate these pain points in your industry, we made sure that we supported your, your issues um, and gave you 10 hours back in your week. So, and then you're, you know, eliciting more emotion around happiness, or you're getting, giving them a vision of the future that causes them joy. So things yeah, like that's that. super, yeah, that's super interesting. A, a couple of points here that you brought up. The first one is use their, their language. They mm -hmm. feel like they're screwed over. That's, mm -hmm marketing tip number one. And number two is you can really use their objections and your rebuttals um, to those objections in marketing itself. And yeah. if you find that it works in the boardroom with them or in the meeting, that's something that companies can turn around and put right into their copyright. Right. I, I That's the best copywriting. It comes from yeah. that. They give you all of the right words. You just put it into, you're just really just fashioning it. That's all you're doing, putting it into a way where you're giving it back to them, not word for word, but in a way that positions, you know, what they want and what they need together. Another way that we can um, be more personable to the end user is integrate and create stories in our marketing. And it's a very, honestly, it's a really cliche thing to say. Uh, I hear it a lot. And I think not many people know really what that means and what that looks like. Can you give us some examples of how to do that? Yeah, well, storytelling is a hard thing for some. If you haven't come from the world of knowing how to build a story, it can feel mm -hmm. really daunting. But the truth of the matter is that you have a protagonist, right? And you have an antagonist, and that can be a person, a thing, right? And the protagonist has a journey, and they have to get past 
the obstacle of the antagonist. And it's always this, you know, it's this mountain to climb, you get to the peak and you come down. So the protagonist has this journey, they've got to overcome it. They come up a, 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 against a couple of obstacles that like gets people to buy into the story and really understand the struggle. Then the protagonist finds a solution, whether they stumble onto it, whether it, you know, they've, you know, through all of their learnings, they've had this aha moment, whatever it might be, that's kind of as they're reaching the peak, they're sort of solving their problem. And then there's this happy ever after, right, where they've solved it. Now they're doing well, they're empowered, they're feeling good. And they're at the, you're at the end of the story. It's just this sort of, this is your typical storyline, right? Um, and you you look at any any movie that you really like. Disney's the best for this. Um, and in fact, I would say some of the best short stories right now are the um, is the Mandalorian, Star Wars. Mandalorian. I've been binge watching it. Okay, thank you. That's the simplistic storytelling done at its finest. Right? There's no. It's not too complex. There's. He's got one mission, he's trying to do it. He's got a couple of obstacles. So each one, he overcomes it. And it's the end of that, it's the end of that show. And then you're gonna go on to the next one and he's gonna have the same arc, right? Yeah. It's the same for business. When you're telling a story, your protagonist should be the person, your prospect, who you're reaching out to. Your antagonist is going to be the, the thing that they're up against, whether it's society, whether it's a painful process, whether it's the higher ups that don't understand them. The obstacles are, how are they going to, how they're trying to, they've got problems with paper, they've got problems with X, Y, or Z, and how are they gonna get over that, right? So you're telling the story as they're the protagonist and you're helping them as they encounter obstacles, you're helping them overcome those obstacles to make them at the top understand that there's a solution there's aha moments they're that now empowered they're the superhero in their own story and here's you know happily ever after in their career if they've taken on the software or used your product because now they're you know they've overcome all of this battle to have to have gotten to the other side where they're now happy and healthy and they're moving forward every company can write their stories <laughs> I think that that's a, a perfect example of how to put it uh, and infuse it into our marketing. Um, so I have one more thing I want to talk uh, and touch on is really influencers. I think this is becoming more popular, um, right. but it's a really good way to connect with end users. Once again, um, how can we leverage them in our niche? So influencers have gone back until the beginning of time, right? Like, Back in the day when you went into, and, and maybe this is just me, but I'll, it's just old time, right? You go into your local general store and you don't know, you're like, hey, I have a problem. I have a stain in my, on my shirt and I don't know what to use. And whoever's in your general you know, store will say, you know, the best product to use is X, Y, and Z, right? And he walks you over to the aisle and says, this is what you get. This is what you should be doing. Everyone knows that this is the person to go to if you have you know, some sort of issue. You go to the, you go to your, you know, your local builder, um, the, the guy at the, the hardware store, and he knows everything you should be doing. Those are influencers. Now move it to the digital era, right? Mm -hmm. You have people in every space from construction to sales, to marketing, who know the industry really well, who are connected in with a lot of people that other people go to for advice. 
say what's, you know, in referrals, what's mm -hmm. the best thing for my sales, you know, enablement tool, right? Or what's the best for my marketing autom automation? I'm going to go to that, that specific niche expert who's dialed in and who knows all these other per people um, and has shown that they can, that not only do they know people, but that they can also um, give good referrals, right? Mm -hmm. And it, so every industry has those people. You see it a lot in, in traditional B2C, like consumer goods. You'll see somebody on social yeah. media and they're touting a product and people trust them because they like them. They think they something about them resonates with them. And so if they tout a project, a product like Oprah does, right? <laughs> Next thing you know, that product's going to be sold out because everybody trusts her. In our industry, we have the same thing. We have construction influencers, construction technology influencers, um, where you can go to them and leverage them, showcase your product, ask them for their feedback, and allow them to become connected to you as a business, build a relationship with them, and then and allow them to organically begin to refer your, your product Mm -hmm. software, whatever it is based on just first, let's just start. I'm not, I'm not, you, you got to have a relationship. You got to get to know each yeah. other. First. And then you can enter into, you know, a, a more robust, you know, sort of relationship, but it all starts with first, let me show you what we have. Let me get your feedback because you are somebody that other people trust. If we're not good enough, you're going to tell us right away and yeah. it's going to help us. We're going to be better off because of it. But we may just wow this influencer and this influencer may turn around to everybody he or she knows. And if somebody comes to them for a problem, in our case, safety technology, that person might organically say, I just sat with and I've been building a relationship with this company. They have something interesting. You should go check them out. Mm -hmm. That's an important way to leverage those influencers. That That's powerful right there. Very powerful. Um, I think all of this has been really, really good uh, when it comes to really making our brand more personable, attracting the end user, because here we go with the cliching again, uh, cliche saying again, but there's no difference between B2B and B2C and more people need to, to realize that. So Virginia, thank you so much for joining me here today on B2B Made Simple. Um, if you would close us out by sharing where we can find you on LinkedIn or on social media. So I am on LinkedIn, probably the best place. And in all fairness, Sam, I had to go back and go, okay, what is my name under? <laughs> <laughs> and Virginia Lucette um, on LinkedIn, and I would love to connect. And, um, you know, I, anybody who comes across, it's always interesting to hear other opinions. So please, you know, message me or, you know, if I post something and you absolutely disagree with it, I want you to tell me because I love learning that way too. Yeah. And it boosts the engagement too. <laughs> it does. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Virginia, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, everybody, before you go, thanks a ton for listening to the podcast. We would love it if you dropped us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It'll only take you about four seconds. Last thing, if you're in marketing or you simply love it and want to learn more, subscribe to our email list today. You'll get weekly podcast updates as well as a solid marketing tip delivered right to your inbox. So if you want that tip sent to you every single week, subscribe today at oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast. That's oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast and you'll get marketing advice that you can apply to your company right away. Oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast.